Get a jump start on 2024 in a new Kia from Robert Brogdon's Olathe Kia. Shop their large selection, including the new Sorento, Nero, and Soul models. You'll score big with low prices, trade assist cash, and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit OlatheKia.com. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Border Patrol and Sports Radio 810 WHP. Stephen St. John, Nate Piquet, Jacob Terez. Um, again, this is... Uh, um, uh, this is this is a hard hard show to 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 do today. Understatement. Um, and again, just being honest, I don't I don't want to be here. I don't want to talk today. Nate doesn't want to be here. Jake doesn't want to be here. But we're here and just doing the best we can to kind of get through this. As a family, as a city, um, and we've had several people reach out and thank us for being here. And like, man, hey, that's it's our job's the least we could do. But hopefully, um, if it makes one person feel better that we're talking about this and just giving our perspective and trying to make sense of things, then it's certainly worth being here. And you know, we all love. Every one of our listeners and love this town and love the city and uh, we're heartbroken um, to all the families that were effective and so affected. And we'll talk to Todd Lebo in the next segment, who was who was down there, another person that I was worried about, uh, who was right in the middle of everything, Union Station, and he'll give his perspective. But sports oftentimes can be a welcome diversion, and we need to. I need it right now. I can tell you that. Let's talk to our good friend, uh, Mike DeCorsi from the Sporting News. Mike, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Stephen. My condolences on the loss of your friend. I saw a photograph, and I know that has to be devastating for you. So uh, I do want to wish you the best and, and her family as well, and all the parents of the children who were injured as, as well. Um, I, you know, I hope that their recoveries are quick and and relatively painless. Yeah, and that's and that's you know we sit here and just try to talk about this from from our different perspectives and you know having been down there and close to the situation and 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 watching all the kids that were traumatized or in tears and and just it's it's hard to put into words and it's it went. Uh, such from such a beautiful day weather-wise, and such a celebratory day to clearly one of the worst days in this in this city's history. I mean, I mean, Mike, you've seen a lot. You've covered a lot of big sporting events and big events in your your career. It's just uh, it, it, you think you 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 know you think you get to a certain point you've seen it all, and clearly we haven't. We're just it was. I don't know what was you, what was your perspective from afar watching this unfold. Uh, I, it's just it, it's it. First, I, I will say that it's it was interesting when you when you talk about uh, as we open as you open the hour uh, with the idea that that our conversation sports talk could be a diversion and think about it. We need a diversion from the diversion. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, it's it's absurd, you know, in a lot of ways that that would be where we are. Um, I, I don't understand why we as a country continue to allow this to happen. I just, I will never understand that. Um, it, it has become 
the the thing that I that it strikes me as as I go as I observe these things continue to happen in the parade in Illinois a couple of summers ago uh, at the church uh, the the mega church in Texas on Sunday these things continue to happen some of them become less lethal than others some of them are beyond imagination in terms of the loss of life um, and and everything I see happening reminds me of I think it was the onion that said there's no way to stop this says the only country in the world where it continually happens um, I, that's that's the only way that I, that's the best way that I can put it um, it, it, this is the only place it continues to happen. When it happens elsewhere, it's a once in 20 years occurrence. And it happened in Australia decades ago. They took action, and it hasn't. And, it, and I don't believe anything quite like it has happened since. But we continue as a country to say that this is beyond. This is that, that, that this can't be addressed that it's a bridge too far to address it. And it's, it's heartbreaking that we continue to go down this road where, where as a nation, the most powerful nation in the world, the most uh, ingenious nation in the world, can't address this and continues to put up a, a roadblock that this, is a, that this is a line that we will not cross, that re- repairing this issue is something we refuse to address. I uh, to to kind of echo your sentiments there. I got a text from a buddy of mine um, this morning who who said the collective inaction of a populace to address an epidemic generally ensures that this epidemic will eventually visit everyone in some form. It will visit you, your loved ones, your close acquaintances. I last year um, had a, a terrifying spell that lasted maybe five to ten minutes in which my son texted me to inform me that his school was in a lockdown. And he didn't know why, but they were being locked in their rooms and being told to hide under their desks. And uh, there was a text exchange I had with him for about five minutes where I asked him if he could hear any gunshots. He said he didn't, but he didn't know what was happening. And he texted me that he loved me. And I didn't know what to do. You know, I didn't know what to do for about five minutes. Um, Do I go to the school? Like, what, what do I do? And it turned out there wasn't a shooting taking place. There was a there was a fight that had broken out, and they were taking the protocols that we have now because every school in the country has to have protocols for these things. But just that five minute stretch of that going through my mind is that happening where my kids are right now was the most terrifying situation of my life. And then, you know, having this happen yesterday is a perfect example of what you're saying. And, and the. The fact that our kids have to deal with this, and there are nine kids who suffered gunshot wounds from the reports that we have here. Um, Right. You know, how traumatized are those kids going to be for the rest of their lives? How traumatized are the kids who know them going to be for the rest of their lives? And it's, um, we have a sickness. We we have a sickness that... um, I don't know how we get over it, and I don't even really know. I'm just rambling now, Mike, because it's we're we're trying to process through a lot of emotions right now, as you can probably understand. Well, I, I can't even imagine what you went through. I, I was unaware of that, but I can't even imagine what those five minutes were like. And those five minutes, 
ha- are happening to people all across the country on yes. a relative. If you if you if you look at it, I mean, there's 350 million people in this country, and and these shootings are much too common. But not everybody goes through those five minutes. Probably a relatively small percentage of our massive population goes through those five minutes. But the element of this that is most frightening is that there's no way to predict that it's going when it's going to be your five minutes. It caught me completely. I was in the middle of a Zoom call, you know, and then all of a sure. sudden the whole your whole world changes. Um, anyway, Absolutely. I interrupted you. No, and 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 so there's there's no way to know when those five minutes are coming for you, or when obviously something worse than those five minutes might be coming for you. Um, something something enduring and 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 inescapable might be coming, and that's the part that's so frustrating, is that is that we continue as a nation to refuse to address it, and 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 I, Rich Eisen tweeted last night uh, from the NFL Network. Um, he tweeted about his belief that there should be action on gun control. And you should have seen the responses. No, it's, it's they, not, were, they were they were it was flabbergasting that it's that that the that the that the address of this this terrible circumstance that addressing this is less important than making one's point. And I just don't understand how we've gotten here. And I, I surely don't know how we ever get out, we ever get out of it because there's the, there's too many people who don't, who don't believe that getting out of it is more essential. And I, I, and, and like I said, I look around the world and if somebody's out there right now, probably if they haven't already turned me off listening and saying, well, go there. And then, and that, you know, I mean, but, but there are other places that have gone through this and said, no, we're not doing this anymore. We're, we're fixing this. And our nation has, has chosen not to. Or the people who, who are in charge of our nation, maybe, I should say. Well, as you know, we can predict the cycle of that circular debate as, as it happens sure. over and over again. So I guess we'll try to do what we are paid to do here. Mike, I don't really feel like it, but but let's transition to some college basketball talk um, for a little bit. Um, look, the, the the Kansas Jayhawks uh, got got just I don't know what the word is. They got spanked um, down in in Lubbock. I I don't remember ever seeing a KU basketball team struggle this much away from home in the Bill Self era. And Stephen and I had a conversation earlier this week when our mind was on less important things and. We were talking about what, what is it? Is it uh, is it the new conference is is going to be tougher? Is it Kansas is just having a little bit of a down year? Is the transfer portal and NIL causing more parity? Uh, are we trying drawing too many conclusions based on one year? I'm curious your thoughts on on all the above and what Kansas is dealing with away from home right now. Well, I think I, I think we start with uh, Monday night and and Monday night. I often say that there is not a team in college basketball that can afford a significant injury for an, for an extended period of time, that everyone that is in college basketball that loses a regular 
is going to be diminished and probably diminished to the point of defeat. UConn survived a stretch without center Donovan Klingon back in January. Um, part of it is that UConn is great. The other part is that they got the best break in their schedule. I mean, it was there was a DePaul in there and and, and some of that. Uh, there might have been a Georgetown. Uh, they had a, it, it, There is no easy schedule in the Big 12, Big East, Big 10, a few others. But that was about as clean a break as they could have gotten relative to when they had to play without clinging. So they were able to get through without losing. Kansas, of all the good teams in the country, Kansas can afford that less than anybody because they start with five guys. I mean, everybody starts with five guys, but they start with five reliable players that they have now. And they, and that's a promotion from the beginning of the year when there were only four. Uh, Johnny Furphy's come along well enough to be able to put him in the category of reliable player for sure. But uh, then you lose uh, McCuller, and you're now back down to four. And so Kansas is going to be diminished in that case. And so the fact that they – if they had gone down at what – Kansas, what now represents full strength for Kansas, which is having five guys uh, and hoping none of them get into foul trouble, uh, they wouldn't have been beaten as soundly as they were. They, they, they possibly, probably would have been beaten, but they wouldn't have been what it was, where they were non-competitive for most of the game. That's not, you know, that's obviously not a Bill Self thing. That, that doesn't happen, uh, and it doesn't happen to this team if they're full strength. But uh, the road is difficult. Some of the trips are longer. I mean, they they have nev- they've not never had to go in the middle of the league year down to Central Florida. And I think those road trips are now going to be fairly regular. That they're longer than before. At places like Arizona, they'll have to go in the future. Uh, they have gone to West Virginia in the in, in, you know since uh, what 2014 or 2015. But th- th- some of it is some of it is that. Some of it is that maybe. Uh, because they didn't know UCF yet, they maybe thought, well, that team didn't do much in non-conference. They were just barely passable. We could probably get this one without an A-plus effort. There might have been some of that in it. Um, and then some of it is that this is a pretty good year for for uh, the Big 12. I don't think it's at the level of it, of a year ago. I, I think the league was better last season. But the rest of college basketball isn't isn't what it was last season either, and Kansas isn't what it was last season. They're, they have Hunter to, to give you a legitimate center, but the depth isn't there. So every game is a 35-minute slog for your starters uh, and, the, and the constant peril that any one of them could get into foul trouble and throw the whole rotation off. So I think those are the elements that go into why Kansas is struggling on the road in a way that we haven't seen before. But they still are a dangerous team at full strength, and they become more dangerous the longer the season lasts. Will they be fatigued when they get to KC for the Big 12 tournament? Oh, you betcha. Uh, they'll have a shorter trip, which might help a little, um, but they'll, that's, a, that's going to be a tired team in that tournament. But the NCAA tournament's a different deal. First of all, there's the the invigoration you get from playing in March Madness. And second of all, there is the length of the games, which are uh, the, the television breaks, the, the TV timeouts are longer. Uh, it makes it easier on the starters. If there's ever a time when you can play five guys for 35 minutes, that's the stage. 
so that, that so Kansas will be advantaged somewhat when they get to March by the way that tournament is structured. And because of what they've accomplished to date, even with losses like Monday night, they still occupy a pretty prominent position on the projected brackets. I don't think you'll find many brackets, any brackets, unless they're really, you know, sort of like independent thinkers, let's call them. Uh, I don't think you'll find many that have uh, Kansas as low as a four. Uh, they're, they're, they're going to be a two or a three in nearly every bracket. And I, I, it's really hard to find a way to get them down to a three. Unless, unless uh, either Alabama or Auburn starts actually you – know, one of the interesting things about Auburn in its circumstance – is they go out wrecking people when they're at home. I mean, you saw it again last night. South Carolina comes in leading the SEC, and, and Auburn makes them look like a middle school team in five minutes. But then Auburn, you talk about KU having trouble on the road. At least Kansas has run, won some games away from Lawrence. Uh, Auburn has won almost none uh, away from away from their gym. So it, it's not, trying to find somebody to supplant KU on the two-line is – really hard work and I haven't been able to pull it off yet yeah I mean it's crazy that the well, the wins that they have on the at home versus the, what the resume is on the road it's it's wild but seeing still as a two seed that's uh it's interesting to see how it goes down the stretch Stephen you got any, anything you want to well talk? Mike we appreciate you getting on the show I know it was uh obviously uh unique set of circumstances but as always uh uh, great to talk to you. Great perspective. We appreciate you, and uh, we'll talk to you uh, about some college basketball again next week. Steve, I was so happy for your town on Sunday night, and, and heartbroken yesterday. And <clears throat> I, uh, I again, I wish the best to everybody that was affected yesterday, either tangentially or directly. I know that there's nobody who loves that team that wasn't impacted yesterday. Uh, and again, I, I, I wish the best for everybody that that was uh, impacted by what happened. And uh, you know, next week uh, I, it won't go away. But uh, maybe next week uh, um, we'll be back to just regular basketball conversation because we, you know, the way of the world is to to move on even from those things that break our hearts. Thank you so much, Mike. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you then. Uh, this is the you Border bet. Patrol. That was Mike DeCourcy from the Sporting News. We'll have Todd Lebo uh, in studio next, right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Right, let's try to reset things here on the Border Patrol. Thanks for listening on this Thursday, February 15th, 2024. Um, <clears throat> you know, we started the show, and again, we try to... Honesty is, is uh, sometimes, uh, for us, a blessing and a curse. Uh, we just speak our minds here. And I you know, just started the show and said, hey, I don't want to be here today, and I don't want to talk. Um, but it's important that uh, we are, and I've received enough feedback of people that are glad we're on the air. And that really, really, really means a lot. And so uh, even if it's just a handful of people that are listening that getting something out of this, then that's absolutely worth it. And so thank you for letting us know because I felt like I rambled for an hour. Um, 
and again, uh, I want the the focus to be on the loss of uh, a wonderful a wonderful woman, Lisa, uh, who comes from a fantastic family that I have many connections to. Um, that uh, I've, I've told you I graduated uh, Pius with her with her older brother, and her other older brother was a was a senior uh, when I was a freshman. That is a very uh, is Beto Lopez, who's a, is a great person and a very positive influence in this community in a number of ways, and. Her brother Luther was, um, is, you know, a, a good friend. Um, you've heard me talk a lot about my, my, my dear friend, one of my longest, oldest friends, Hugo, um, who, uh, Lisa was his uh, little cousin and my, my, I mean, my friend Hugo had four of his cousins that were shot yesterday at the parade. And, uh, and of course Lisa lost her life. And thankfully, the other three uh, are, are going to recover. Um, but I, I'm just, you know, there's so many people that I'm that I call friends, dear friends that I care about that are heartbroken today, and it's just overwhelming to think about and to talk about. Um, but I'm glad that I'm here to at least remind people that should be the focus to honor uh, and remember. Someone, Lisa, who is who is a uh, you know a radio host at KKFI. I just looked on Facebook and found out that she graduated with our friend Brian Trudeau from Bishop Meage, mm. and, and and she was friends with him. And there's so many connections, you know. Um, Jake, several of his cousins graduated uh, with her from Meage. Um, you know, you you know her older brother Beto. Yeah, you've, you've, he was on the Jackson County Sports Complex Authority. Um, um, it's been a while because those are right. rotating positions. But yeah, he was on there way back in the day when I think he was one of the people on the committee, on the the authority when the lease stuff went through. And, and her dad, Bethel Senior, is a legendary musician in Kansas City. I, 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 I such a wonderful, positive family that have been so influential and do so many great things, not only for the Latino community, but just the Kansas City community. And she was right there. She was a you know DJ that, um, you know, responsible for creating so many great memories for families and weddings and birthdays and quinceaneras. And like I said, she did the weekly radio show and, and just, you know, and, and having been friends on Facebook for so long, you know, and that's how we keep up today, right, in, in today's world. So we can see our friends and what they're doing and what their families are doing. And, and you know, and, and and that's how we stay connected and watching, you know, all the great things she was doing in the community through Facebook. And, and now watch, looking at all these different tributes because she made an impact in so many people's lives and was such a positive influence and a, a shining light in our community I hope people can take a moment and just focus on uh, on her life and legacy to remember her because uh, her and her family certainly deserve that. And sometimes I can get lost in everything else, and I don't want that to happen. And so go go look up her Facebook. 
profile Lisa Lopez Galvin and just see just see what people are saying about her and all the wonderful things she's done in the community. And please keep her family, her entire family, uh, in your hearts uh, in your prayers because there's so many people hurting today, along with every other family that was affected by this. Kids that were shot and traumatized. Um, and so that's our focal point. We're just trying to share our perspectives and and get through these four hours that no one really wants to take part in. And so I'm glad Todd is here because, Todd, you were down there. And uh, and I meant what I said when I texted you. I'm really so glad that you're uh, you're okay because, whether well, you know it or not, I love you. And you're one of my best friends. You'll have to wear that. Well, I love you, too. And uh, it, was a, it was an unusual you know, scene. It was, and this was like you were over at the Western Auto Loft. And, and I was up. I was up from there. Up at Grand. Yeah, we're and back we're, and everyone was yeah. everywhere, right? So, if you were, I talked to Shane yesterday. He was kind of over closer to Pershing and Grand, right? You could be oblivious to anything happening until you saw the police activity, right? So, I, Bethany Bowman, and I, we, she's one of our new social media people. We're down there getting video and all the fun stuff, the dancing, the things, and everything was going to be fun. You post these videos and all that stuff, and that all just went away. But oh, we're, yeah, and Paige had just come back to us. Uh, she had done a bunch of work down yes. there, and we were actually, you know, we were watching everything, and, and we were doing, hey, we're going to walk down here on Grand to get something to eat. And then all these sirens start coming, and then people are running away from it, and then we see on TV, they're trying to figure things out. And like I told the story earlier, I was with Gabe, and Gabe just had this look of horror on well, his face. I go, I go, what? He says, my daughter's down there. Yeah. And so immediately trying to and figure the, out. Know, obviously, you know, crowds, right. the phones, yes. and all that stuff. So Bethany and I, I told her, so when the thing is over, we're going to try to go down closer to the front of the stage, even though we're not supposed to go down there because that's not for the media, that's for the VIPs, and that you could get some some good pictures and stuff. Like last year, Matt Nagy was, like, dancing around, and we, so we were going to try to do that. There had already been, I would looked over to our left. We were very close to the 41 set, right? The 41 set was just to our left. They were right. inside the barricade. And so Mick and Kevin Holmes, and I don't know who the new other lady was over there. I apologize. But that's, that's who we were watching. Yeah, so you're watching them. They have headphones on. Music is blaring. They were playing You Gotta Fight for Your Right, and they played another song. And so I did not hear gunshots, but I saw people running around. I'm like, that, you know, maybe just people, who, who knows what. And then we had walked down, and I said, well, we're not going to get close to the stage because most of the people had left. So we needed to go out that entrance. There was a little gated entrance. There's a security person out there, and that's where we, we could leave to go back and get to our car to come back here. And the lady at the entrance said, you can't go out this way. There's been an incident because the radios had already gone. And I said, okay. And I'm not being mean or anything. And I'm like, well, I need to get to my car up there. Do you know, like, maybe the best way to get up to the World War One Museum hill? And she said, you'll have to go the long way around through Union Station. I said, well, I can't go in Union Station, can I? I said, you can go in Union Station. I said, okay, whatever. So we walked into Union Station. And within about 20 seconds of being in Union Station, people just came running into Union Station crying, scared, you know, they had seen some stuff. They had heard the bullets, the whizzing, the, all the stuff. And right. this, there was a, two girls looked like they were maybe 15 years old. One of them was really upset and crying. The other one was trying to calm her down. And I go into, like, dad mode. And I'm like, I went over to him. I said, what's happening out there? Are you okay? And they were like, it's a shooting. They're shooting. There's bullets. And uh, and I'm I'm like, okay, well, you're inside now. you got to calm down. I'm trying to reassure 
these girls that it's okay. And then I look over and Bethany looks like Gabe. She's scared. And I'm like, oh, boy. Uh, you know, we got we got to figure out what's going on here. And so then I then, of course, I go into I got to do my job as a journalist. And I said, I told Bethany, I said, I need to go outside and talk to the police. And she says, you can't go outside. And I'm like, listen, I got to just go out right. there and see what's going on. But like at that point, I needed to know what was right. going on. You don't know what's going we were on watching outside. on TV. Yeah. We were watching the 41 set. They didn't know what's going on. They had headphones and, on. And they were looking around. They took a break and came back. They still didn't know what's and going so, on. And a couple of people I would said, can we come back in from Grand? And they said, oh, it was probably a fight or fireworks or something. But then the camera showed police officers yeah, with guns running, drawn, yeah. and people were asking. I said, no, that's, that's, there's it's something different. going on. And so then we walked back on Grand, and it was a Parade One, a parade of police cars with sirens blaring, and, and and you can start to see people running up from the end. I'm like, so the panic stuff starts at But this you don't point know, too. right? So then I go outside. I told Bethany, just stay inside. Stay right here at the lot, right in this doors. And I'm going to go out here. And I'm just going to really quickly ask what's going on. So I, w- I walk out there, and there was a police officer. I don't know which jurisdiction because everyone was down there. And I said, hey, what's going on? And he said, well, there's been a shooting, whatever. And then everyone starts running out of Union Station. Because now there's someone in there probably said there's been there was a shooter or whatever, and then someone someone probably like just the horde mentality goes, and they all come running out, and then Bethany goes hauling ass past me, and she's got to run, and so I'm like, so then I start kind of running, and we get to where the garage is of Union Station, and we go down the inside the garage of Union Station, and now that I mean I'm telling you there are strollers, wheelchairs, rascals. People hauling wagons. I mean, it is dangerous. I, and I told her, I said, we can't run like this. We have to walk quick, whatever we have to do, but we can't have a stampede, right? So we got in the garage, and then I talked to a guy who was in his car, and uh, he said, yeah, definitely shooting, pool of blood on the ground. I mean, you know, and I'm like, all right, well. But at this point, I'm like, we have to get back around to where the car is to get out of here, to find out what's going on, and we you maneuver yourself through everything, and I got up. We were back onto Pershing. This is right by where the tackling had happened. I, my thought was, there are 800 police down here. They have whatever's gone on. Either whoever had a gun has gone, or they've shot that person because you don't get to wander around for five minutes with 800 cops. Right, right. But if you're so down there, you, you just don't, don't know, know what's going on. So I'm looking at texts, and I'm looking at texts, and I'm trying to look at social media the best I can. And I got through there, and they, the cops told me, I said, I need to get up this hill. He said, you can go that way, but you just can't go through where the police tape was. I said, good luck, because people were coming this way. Now, at this point, no one was running. The, everything had stopped on that front. They were walking. So I got up to that corner of Kessler and Pershing, and I called into the show to tell Petro's listeners, what was happening, the best I could tell there. And while we're there, then the ambulances start coming. I mean, they're just coming down that Kessler Road, rolls and rolls of them, because there were at least 22 people who were shot, right? Did who, you see any of those people? I saw one person um, who they had put on a golf cart. I think she had been hit in the leg. Um, and Because now I've since seen a photograph of her. Now, at the time she went by, she looked like she was fine. And then I saw a picture from later. It looked like her leg was bleeding, but they, I don't know if she shot in the leg or yeah, people were. Some I, people got hurt because they, they were running. They were running, tripping, tripping over the ball and all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it was really scary. 
No question, because what you just you just don't know. And in 2024 in America, mm-hmm. there have been enough of these things where you don't know if someone is just out there to try to shoot everybody or you just got caught in the middle of something. Right now, as we said here this morning, and what I thought yesterday was, I think something happened that people just kind of got caught in the middle of, and this was not some sort of calculated thing to go down and shoot a bunch of people, I don't think. But the police will do their work. I do encourage anyone who saw anything, bumped into anyone, was anywhere over there on Pershing at that point, has any video, any photographs, any pictures, do what the police say and get right. them your stuff. I because that's important to, for their investigation. Every piece of I retweeted uh, a tweet from the FBI in Kansas City, and they're asking anyone who may have video. Uh, they have it set up where you could submit the video, um, uh, and you can add SSJWHB if you want to look at that tweet. So you have you don't know, and there'll be security video, and they know, and they know what they're looking there's for, right and where there they're looking called for. Called the Liberty mm-hmm. Lofts. There's the IRS building. There's there's going to be a lot of security video down there, which is good too. But your video can help. I mean, the video you see it from the top of that that parking area mm-hmm. of the tackling is. It's amazing. Right. You may think it's insignificant, but they, they know exactly what they're looking for yeah. and where where they're looking for it. And you could have something Time that could un- unlock it, you know. I'm glad they've got some people in custody. And I'm glad that every kid, according to Children's Mercy last night, appears to be not in critical condition and will be okay. It sucks that anyone had to deal with any of this. It's sad as can be that Lisa lost her life. And that her family is going to be impacted like this forever. Right. It's terrible. It's atrocious. She it was there, a beautiful she was day. They're with her family. It was a beautiful day. And there were so many families down there. And I was telling Jake this. I know we got a break. This parade. No, I have to. Is, this parade is for the people who can't go to all the games. Right. The That's what I said on the show yesterday. can't go to Las Vegas and spend $8,000 to get into a game. This, and they this just want to celebrate. All, they just want to celebrate. There were so many people down there having such a great time. It was an awesome day that ended just before before we break. You know, not not as a journalist or reporter, just as a as a person. What was like? What was going through your mind when when this was happening? Because, like I said, it's it's really weird. How how could you? How could it's like? I couldn't wrap my head around it, but I I immediately turned into like a dad guy because I saw these these kids alone who didn't have an older person with them to help them because they'd gotten separated, I think, or maybe they were down there alone. I don't know. I didn't stop and interview, but I was just like, and I spent like 20 seconds with them trying to calm them down. And I was trying to calm Bethany down. I was trying to calm people down the best I could because. So that distracted you from your own. Absolutely. Probably so. Did you even like have time to process if you were scared? Not really. I don't think I was scared. It was weird because I, I just felt like whatever had happened, there were so many police down there. It wasn't an ongoing situation. Okay. That's how I felt. Now, maybe that was stupid. My wife said it was stupid when I got home. You know, she's like, what did you go back outside for? I said, well, I I don't know. And, cause and like, then everyone ran out of Union Station. And so. even like we were for a few blocks up, we were like, everyone stay inside because we don't no, know. You don't know. You don't know what's going on. You don't know what's going on. You don't know if it's like it orchestrated something. You don't, you don't know. With mo- and that you don't know. is sad that that's where we are in the world. Right. That we're running around scared. I hate it. And I, and I, I freaking hate it. The other thing that... And this sucks to say this. I wish I could say that I'm surprised this happened, but I'm not. No, absolutely not. Because that's where we are. We're conditioned to this. I'm not surprised this this happened. And it 
it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, I think this honestly happens fifty to a hundred times a year in Kansas City, and it just happened to happen where there were hundreds of thousands of people and people. There are stray bullets running around our town a lot, and generally it may be two in the morning somewhere, and it hits a tree or a house. But you 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 go shooting like this at each other in a place where there are hundreds of thousands of people. Innocent people are going to catch bullets. Well, I, I told you. Stinks. Remember. Last year, a bullet went through Richie's house. Yeah, went broke a window and, and hit a wall. Two yeah. two of them, and he was in the shower. And we lost somebody and on the first was, Friday know, who caught. Yeah, who was an innocent right? bystander. Yeah, you know, um, and we don't know. We got to underscore. Yeah, we don't know. We don't. We know. have to underscore that we still don't. We have a lot to figure out about what really happened yes, yesterday. We don't know. So we shouldn't make any assumptions. All I know on is that, people are hurting. Yes, we know that, and I want people again to to. That's all we can do is to rally around and embrace the people that were affected by this. That, yes. that, that, that's what we do know. We know who the victims are, and we know who the families are, and we need to, and even though I'm not surprised that something like this happened because that's the world we live in, I also know that Kansas City has more good people than bad, and this city is filled with love, and we need to offer that love and support to all of the families that are affected by this, especially Lisa's family and the Lopez family and the Galvin family and all the people that will never be the same because of what happened yesterday. Love them and lift them and and be there for them. And that's what we can do. If you feel like, what can I do? That's what you can do. Support the people that need it the most. Todd, if you want to hang out, we're, you know, we're just getting, we're getting through this, buddy. So I'm any, around. Any offer, any, 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 you can help, you know, the, the less I can talk, the better. I would just encourage people to support the people around you, even if you don't think they were affected, yeah. affected because I'm just telling the story. Because it's my own personal experience again. You know, my son and I were not there. My son had a lot of friends who were there. We had family who were there. Immediately when we started to find out about it, we, we reached out to check on them. But but I I foolishly did not really think about how my kids would be impacted by all of this. And we watched a lot of coverage last night. We had a lot of conversations about it. But in the middle of the night, you know, my son came into our room and wanted to sleep on the floor in our bedroom because he couldn't sleep because he was so shook up by it. You check on your kids. Yeah. Even if they weren't there, they probably know somebody who was. They probably are watching and listening to all this coverage. They're going to be talking about it at school today. Don't take for granted that the people around you are just doing all right because they weren't directly involved. Um, I made that mistake last night, and I feel a little silly for that. So I'm just encouraging everybody to check on everybody around. And thank you, you know, in advance to the teachers and the counselors at all the schools that are going to be there for our kids today. And, um, you know, you're you're so important in our children's lives, and uh, and you're going to be there for them today, I know. So let's take a break. Back into this on WHV.